Hi, I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be my wife doesn't support my new purpose and mission. So I've got an interesting email. This is a this particular guy has been following me for several years. He said he first came to me when he started reading Three Percent Man after he left his cheating ex-wife. Since then, he got back into the dating world. Had some good times, met the woman of his dreams. They've since gotten married. They got two young, beautiful daughters, as he said. And he works in the insurance business and has done always done pretty well. But he says due to changes in the industry, he's not able to make the same kind of income that he was used to making or accustomed to making. And he's got an idea for a new business that he wants to start. And so he wants and he plus he hates the insurance industry, even though he says he's very good at it and considered an expert. And so his plan is he just wants to up and sell his house because they got a lot of equity in it, and then use that equity to start the new business. And his wife wants to keep the house, stay living there, and doesn't like the idea of him starting a brand new business. And from his email, he's basically seems like he's told his wife that he's going to do it no matter what she thinks. So this really brings up a, a good issue, especially for those guys that are in long-term relationships, whether you've got a living girlfriend, like in this case, he's married and they got two young kids. And so you got obligations. It's not just you. Now there's, in his case, there's three other people depending on him. And she's supportive of him wanting to do it, but there's I, I learned this from a strategic planner many years ago. He says there's no no such thing as a bad idea, only bad plans. And so in other words, you might have a good idea, but your plans to execute to make that idea a reality suck. And in this case, just because I've been through this, if you've read Mastering Yourself, I've been a lifelong entrepreneur. And so I wrote about all my ups and downs and mistakes and I've made in my life. And when you're young and you don't have tons of experience in this area and you believe in yourself because you can tell he's very confident in, him, in, his self, in himself and his ability to make this business work. But he's putting his – the other thing to consider is the number one reason why, why divorces happen is financial stress. And so you can just see – and it's understandable his wife's got – concerns here and so it's like what does a guy do in this because he's like I, I really want to do this but it doesn't feel like she supports me but I'm going to do it anyways and she could stick around or or not I got to do this it's kind of his attitude which is the wrong attitude to have in this case but obviously me being 52 and having gone through this a number of times over the course of my life and changed a lot of jobs and different careers and businesses over the course of my life you always got to know what your downside risk in every deal is. What happens if your best ideas and your best plans don't go according to plan? Then what do you do? What's your plan B? It's easy to say, oh, burn the boats. Just go and do it. You'll figure it out. And it's possible you may do that, but is it worth ruining your relationship with your significant other because of the financial stress and emotional stress that it puts you through? So there's a way that he can do this, build his new business, and keep his wife feeling safe and comfortable and not risking the nest egg they already got in their home. 
So let's go through his email. He says, Coach Corey, let me begin by encouraging your viewers to stick to the plan and stay the course because your advice just works. You're not always right, obviously, but hey, you're also never wrong. I know. It's tough being me. I picked up your book after divorcing an unfaithful ex and finding myself in an awful spot in terms of my purpose and self-worth. After immersing myself in your content and getting back on solid ground, I had a great run hanging out with beautiful women, having fun, and winning the game. There is always life on the other side of the mess life throws at us, and we just have to keep the ship pointed in the right direction, even when we can't see an inch in front of our face. So one thing to consider is, as Confucius said, real knowledge is to know the extent of one's ignorance. And because you have been through this before, there's some things that you're just simply ignorant about when it comes to being an entrepreneur. And I, my hope is that I can enlighten you and make things easy for you because I've suffered a lot to learn these lessons I'm about to share with you. You're doing important work and I'm grateful to you. Five years ago, I married the woman of my dreams. I can't believe how time flies when you're with someone you're crazy about. Time flies when you're having fun, as they say. She gave me two beautiful daughters of her own, and I have enjoyed knock-your-socks-off romance even as other couples were falling apart during the pandemic. Well, here's something else to keep in mind. In California, there was an article that came out in the last few months. It said 40%, of all California's small businesses closed permanently during the pandemic. Now, you think about those millions of businesses and all those families and all the financial stress that it put them through and how many divorces are happening as a result of the incompetence and the policies of the people running California and our federal government. And so there's a lot of divorces and broken families that are happening because of this absolute train wreck that's happened in the last few years and the lockdowns and the government response to the virus. He says, what we have is real and it is strong, and I would never have found it if I had not learned to stay in my center. Now, there are fresh challenges, and I need a qualified coach to help me stay the course. I have spent the last 12 years in the insurance consulting business. I'm considered an expert in my field, but I don't have any love or passion for it. I have stayed the course because it was necessary. Well, as Jim Carrey said, sometimes you have to do what you hate in order to do what you love. And I wrote about this extensively in Mastering Yourself. I suffered a lot to do what I'm doing now. It looks easy and effortless to most people, but nobody saw all the hard work that went into it. And then new people come along. They learn my stuff. They read my book because I give away my business model in there, and they go and copy it. And the thanks I get is they don't even give me credit for the fact they learn from me. And even on top of that, they do videos when they're first starting out, clout chasing videos, where all they do is talk shit about me or they have a headline talking shit about me. Because I have a large following and people will just tune in to see what they say. And then people realize, oh, they're kind of this dude's teaching the same thing as Corey. So those things work, unfortunately. He says, now it is not producing the same great income due to industry changes. And I am using this opportunity as a jumping off point to start a private tea label. The problem is, is that my wife does not support the idea. She doesn't want me to do something I hate, but simultaneously she does not want to sell our home which I believe to be extremely overvalued right now to pull the equity out and put it to work. So here's the reality. Now with the Federal Reserve raising interest rates, 
because I fall, I still follow the market really closely. Every day I'm looking at the rentals and I'm looking at the for sale of property listings in my area. And up until about two weeks ago, things would go in the market and they'd be under contract in a matter the nice houses anyways, they'd be in, uh, under contract in a matter of days or a week or two with multiple offers. Same thing with, with the rental market, but the rental market about a month and a half, two months ago, I noticed I started seeing price reductions. And about two weeks ago, I started seeing price reductions and for sale listings. They're still selling fast, but the interest rate increases are starting to slow the market. And the Fed has already said they're going to do probably two more, one to two more half a percent interest increases. So when you look at like a year or so ago, your 30-year mortgage, you're getting what, three, three and a half percent? And now it's like around five, five and a half percent. So another interest, another half a percentage or full percentage increase in the interest rates can eventually push that up to seven, eight percent. And the reality is when you're paying three and a half percent interest versus doubling that to six and a half, seven percent, you've now doubled the cost of the monthly payment. And so a lot of the reason why their values have inflated, because this is the same thing we saw in 2007, 2008. That's another thing that's interesting is you don't know this stuff when you're young because you just haven't been through it. But when you've been through the boom bust cycles so many times and the real estate market goes like this, the money supply is contracting and the cost to borrow money is increasing. So what you're going to see is you're going to see a decline in home values. So if you have a house, I mean, we're at the tippy top, basically. And you could sell the house and get the maximum amount of equity out of it. But more than likely, the values, based on what the Fed's policies are, because, again, that's something else I wrote about mastering yourself so you can understand how this works, is you're probably going to start seeing, I mean, we're already seeing it with the price reductions. Is like you're going to see house values that people are buying today and a year or two from now because of the changes in the market, supply and demand. So it's gonna ha- you buy something today, it's gonna be probably worth less in a year or two. And so that's reality. Now, if you're planning on staying in your house for 10 or 15 years, it's not a big deal because it will come back eventually. It's just, I mean, when you look at the home values falling and all the short sailing and all the things that happened 2007, 2008, it took like a decade for the market to recover. My dad just sold one of his properties he bought back in, I think it was like 2003. And he'd been underwater in that thing up until the last year and a half, two years because it had decreased in value so much. But he was able to sell it at like a 20, I think $20,000, $30,000 over what he had bought it at and was able to dispose of this particular property. And so that, that worked out good for him, but he stayed in it. He had a renter in there or had many different renters, I should say, over the years. But the point being is that's typically what's going to happen. If you want to stay in your home, you can always do a home equity line of credit through your local bank, but you're going to increase your, your debt service to do that. And since the interest rates are going up, it doesn't make sense to refinance now. And I just saw an article a couple months ago as well. There was a Wells Fargo. Somebody laid off a bunch of loan processors. Well, the reason they're doing that is because now that the rates have gone up, it's you know, people don't refinance their houses unless they can save at least one percent or more. Like when I was in real estate, we used to tell people it's not worth it. But when you consider closing costs and stuff and how much you're going to save, you have to save at least a percentage point or more in your your interest payment to make the expenses of refinancing 
worth it. So there are all these different banks are laying people off that were processing these loans. So that's just kind of the start of things. So the point being is that now we're at the top and the, the real estate market's going to start to come back down to earth a little bit. I mean, I've seen property values where I live in the last two years literally have doubled. Houses that I was looking at for $5 million, now those things are $8 million. And now with the, the rates going back the other way, I get to watch it go back down. And then you'll probably have some people short selling again. I don't think it'll be nearly as bad as it was 2007, 2008. We had a lot of bank, banks failing. There probably be, will be some because there's somebody always gets stuck in a, a trade or something they can't unwind and you'll see a bank blow up or some big financial corporation will have a trade they just can't get out of and they go bankrupt. It always happens in these cycles. So considering that, it's you got to think how long do you guys plan on staying in your home? Well, if you're gonna st- if your wife wants to stay, because women want a stable home, they want they want to be able to raise their babies and provide a safe home and have the kids go out and play with the neighborhood kids, and so it's understandable. But if you, under normal circumstances you'd only keep the house for a few years, then move somewhere else, then I would put the house in the market and sell it now, and get your equity, and then when the market goes down in two to three years, you can buy another house for cheaper and you got your equity now i would not recommend that you just up and quit your job and start this tea business because i mean the reality here this is the harsh reality of being an entrepreneur you always got to know your downside risk and it always takes way longer than you think it's going to take to make your business a success and it always takes two to three times the amount of money that you think it's going to take to make it a success so to think you're just going to sell your home, pull the equity out, downsize, and you're going to be able to coast on the equity in your home for several years while you're paying your normal bills, which is eating away at your capital. And then on top of that, whatever money you're spending in your business to get to the point where hopefully it becomes profitable, that's going to continue to suck up your nest egg. So the smart way to do it, the way to continue to make sure your wife feels safe and comfortable and to protect your relationship is your job as a man is to provide the stable environment, not this shit. And upping and quit quitting your job and taking the equity out of your house and, go, and winging it and saying, hey, I'm smart. It's great to be all, again, I wrote, wrote about this and mastering yourself. It's great to be positive and optimistic that I'll figure it out eventually but at some point, your enthusiasm goes away, and then when you're several years into it, and you got hundreds of thousands of dollars into it, and you haven't made a, a dime off of it yet, and everybody's telling you what a stupid idea is, and how it's not going to work, you're going to be questioning yourself, and that's not helpful for your mindset. It's not helpful for your family or, or your the environment you're providing for your kids, and so it's. It's just too much downside risk to up and quit that way. It's just a, not a smart way to go about it. And so the right way to start this business is to build it on the side. Keep working in the insurance business. Make as much money as you can for as long as you can. If because of changes in the industry, you're not going to be able to afford to keep your house and the lifestyle, then my recommendation would be to put it on the market and sell it now because it's only going to get harder in the coming 12 to 24 months to sell that house and if you know because we're at the top of the market and i'm already seeing where i live price reductions happening and that was price reductions weren't happening everything was just continuing to go up because the 
really low interest rates where people could basically buy more house than they normally could afford with a super low interest rate. So, I mean, when when the interest rate goes from 3% to 6%, you're basically your, – your interest payment doubles. So the amount of home that you can finance or afford to finance at the higher rate is going to be a lot less. So that's going to reduce the demand and then eventually you end up in an oversupply of houses and then people are going to be dropping their prices. And so if you're already in a position now where you can't really afford to stay in the house that you're at and maintain the lifestyle, I would sell it downsize to a smaller house or maybe an apartment or something like that keep the money and use that to help fund your business but keep working the goal is to have the cash available because in three to five years guess what you're going to want to do there'll be foreclosures you want to get back into real estate and buy the house when it's low and do the same thing all over again buy a house when the, the market is low maybe you fix it up a little bit and as the Fed, which they always do, will lower the rates to stimulate the economy, price values will increase again, and then you do the same thing. Sell your property at the top of the market. And that's buy low, sell high. That's what you're supposed to do. And so if that's the case, I, you know, that your, your income's taking a hit and you really can't afford to stay in the house, then I would definitely sell it. And because it's only going to get harder to unload that property as the Fed continues to tighten and people just aren't going to be able to – you're not going to have the same number of buyers in the market that can afford your house today as you know, there will be a lot less of them in a few years, even in the next 12 to 24 months. So, But if that's not the case, if you can easily afford it, then I would stay in the house. But you got to be realistic about that. And so either way, I would keep working at what you're doing and build this tea business in your spare bedroom. Build your website out. Build your products out. You're going to have to do it in your spare time. That's the smart way to do it. It may take you five years to make it a success. The business I got now took me four four years just to figure out my business model. And I went through hundreds of thousands of dollars because, you know, like I said earlier, real knowledge is to know the extent of one's ignorance. And there were things that worked in real estate for the product that I was advertising on television that wasn't going to work for selling books. And doing coaching. I had to basically unlearn everything I had learned and learn the new way of marketing on the internet with blog posts, with videos. Again, I go into detail on all that stuff, my whole business model and mastering yourself and how I learned all these things. I learned it the hard way and I spent millions of dollars to learn these lessons that I'm giving to you for free right now. And so I would build it inside because it maybe takes 10 years to make it a success. It has to be a product that you absolutely love and you're passionate about and are excited about. Just thinking you're going to start a new business and you're going to be a millionaire in a matter of months or a few years, that's delusional thinking. That's hopium and that hopium doesn't pay the bills. And so for the best thing for you, for your family, and also so you can have a good entrepreneurial experience because if you can keep this job – and then you, you grow your business, eventually you get to the point where your business is making enough money to where you can step away from the or reduce the hours that you spend in insurance consulting. And as your business income ramps up, you slowly phase yourself out of the insurance consulting that you are doing. That would be the best way, the smartest way to go about it. So back to the email here. 
He says, the problem is my wife does not support the idea. She doesn't want me to do something I hate, but she also does not want to sell our home, which I believe to be extremely overvalued right, right now. It is to pull out equity and put it to work. But again, if you can't really afford it because of changes in the industry, then you definitely need to sell it. Because if you wait and you want to sell it a year or two from now, you're you're just pissing away a lot of equity unnecessarily. You're gonna you're going to lose it, unless for some reason the Fed all of a sudden drops the rates down, which I don't see that happening because obviously inflation's running away from them. She's a stay-at-home mom and loves things just the way they are. The problem is that financial ruin is death spiraling in our direction. If I am complacent in my business endeavors, if I ignore my purpose to placate her. She finds too much security in the lifestyle I've provided and finds the idea of big change daunting. She says she believes in my abilities and trusts me, but her actions tell a different story. Well, at the end of the day, her spidey sense is tingling and you're taking on some, you know, the way you're talking about doing this is taking on some big risks. And you should listen to her concerns and not just dismiss them outright. He said, I've told her that this is something I am doing, that failure isn't an option and that I would love to have her by my side. However, she is free to be her own person. Yeah, telling your wife to take it or leave it over this, that's kind of stupid, dude. You shouldn't do that. It's not a good way to go. She seems lost in all of this and I blame myself for times where I have been lazy and not ensured my words match my actions and some of the little things. I don't think she trusts my core right now, but unfortunately I can't prioritize how she feels about my core over my obligation to produce for my family and live my purpose. I agree with that, but you need to do it in a balanced and measured way. And the way you're going about it or talking about it or thinking about doing it, I've done it this way and it's reckless. And you got three people, three women that depend upon you. Just wait till your girls get a little older. Then you're going to have three, three women and all have their periods at the same time. Good luck with that, dude. Women want to feel safe and comfortable, and what you're doing is not making her feel safe and comfortable. But if you can't afford to keep the house you got now, you need to have a come-to-Jesus talk with her and let her know that we can't afford to keep it. we got to downsize. We'll keep, we'll keep the equity. We'll, use, we'll put it aside, and we'll wait for the market to come down in a few years, and then we'll buy another house and we'll do the same thing all over again. Maybe you invest some of the money in the market. But, I mean, right now, me personally, I'm accumulating money because the market is still going down and then once the market kind of finally bottoms out maybe over the next year or so usually some big financial institution blows up and that usually kind of signals the end of the decline but you, it'd be good to be accumulating cash so you can invest it when you know, the idea is to buy low sell high not buy high and then sell low she says, when we talk and I ask if she wants to be heard or if she wants my input, she tells me that she feels like this change is something being forced on her. It is, obviously. And that she knows she can't change my mind. You just got to have a better plan. She's just sad as asking me to go to counseling with her and all of that. Yeah, it's like you're, you're creating problems because of your – and you don't want to learn the hard way. You don't want to wreck your family and your home life and ruin yourself financially and then come to find out several years down the road that your wife was right all along. You don't want to be that guy. I'm grateful that I have a woman willing to invest in the relationship even when we are having an off season, but I'm also stuck between a rock and a hard place. I'm out of ways to explain myself. Well, like I said, your, your plan sucks. 
And it seems like she's afraid to let go of the broken branch she's holding on to so that I can catch her on a better one. Well, you're, you're a little delusional because unless you've started and sold or started and created or closed down many businesses, it's like you don't know what you're talking about. You don't have the experience of the background. So like I said, if I were you, if you can't really afford to keep the house as it is, you better sell it now because it's only going to go down in value and you have that equity set aside. Don't quit your job. That would be stupid and reckless. And I'd keep the job, build this business. Think of, think of it in this way. And I, again, I talk about this in Mastering Yourself. You need to think of yourself as like a broke college student. You want to spend the minimum amount of money that is necessary to get your business off the ground. Because if you've got a product, now you need people that want to buy your product. And the goal is to find one customer. And between buying the product and finding the one customer, the idea is you want to make a profit off that one customer. And then you find a second customer, and then a third customer, and then a fourth customer. You slowly ramp it up. You don't just take a ton of money and blow it because if your assumptions are wrong, which 99% of the time, they are wrong. As an entrepreneur, here's the reality. Most of your ideas, they don't work. And it's great to be adaptable and to constantly change your approach, but if you're blowing a lot of money when you start out, and your idea and your premise is wrong, which it usually is, now you're out of money. So that'd be stupid. So you want to think, how would I start this business if I didn't have all this capital? How could I do it on a shoestring budget? Maybe a few hundred bucks a month I can set aside, or maybe a thousand a month I can set aside for this. And that's all you invest. And how much are you willing to invest and lose before you give up on this particular business? Well, I'm never giving up. Well, you got to think about these things and you got to have these discussions and you got to think rationally about it. And you want to you want to do it in a measured way where there's minimal disruption to your lives and livelihood and your family, most important. So if you got a question or challenge and you would like to get my help, go to understandingrelationships.com, click the products tab at the top of your screen and book a coaching session with yours truly. Until next time, I will talk to you soon.